0: Welcome back to another episode of the Breadwinner Energy Podcast. Today, I am talking to Lindsay. I'm so excited to have her here. Welcome in, Lindsay.
1: Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited.
0: Absolutely. Tell everybody everything about you. How would you get started? Your <laughs> How journey? much time do you have? <laughs> right, go for it. All of it. <laughs>
1: Oh boy. So right now I am living in a very small town in North Dakota and everyone always says you're the first person I ever met from North Dakota, which I always find hilarious. But I grew up here. I met my husband in front of the house that we live in when I was four and everything has been just perfect. We have the best life ever. We have a little family. I work from home full time. I run a coaching business that I've had for over 10 years and I homeschool my three kids, and I preach keeping coaching business as simple as possible so you can take care of all of the other blessings in your life. Because just because you're a coach doesn't mean that has to be the only definition of who you are. But yet we are so passionate about it. So I help coaches start and scale it while having an it- all the other hats that they take care of in their life. And I'm all about keeping things as simple as possible, having products for everyone and just making coaching fun.
0: I love that. So I think it's funny. Actually, you're the third person from North Dakota that I've met, but I'm in Kansas City. So it's kind of the same, like in the Midwest, I feel like people (laughs) just... You're just in a small area. So I, I get it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, good.
0: Yeah, I totally get it. But tell us what does that mean to keep your business simple? Like what does that look like for you?
1: It's gonna be different for everybody. And I don't think that you're allowed to teach keeping business simple until you've really complicated the heck out of it and you yeah. get out of it. And like, what did I just do? I need to clean this up. And I, I've gone through many transitions in my business. I have, li- I I am a well-oiled machine. I don't have a business that has a, that has team members, nothing like I do this, this is me. Um, but I thought I had to have all these things. I thought I had to have all these bells and whistles and I did have them. And I they completely robbed me of all of my creativity. I felt like mm-hmm. I had to be on everyone else's schedule and it was just, it was just not for me. And until I learned from my lessons, and I think that's what coaching is all about learning lessons oh, and yeah. teaching them to other people, um, which I embrace, like I embrace all the hardships. I embrace all the hard times. Cause I know this is going to help somebody someday um, making things into the, uh, mountains that don't need to be mountains. Keeping things simple because, you know, right before we hit record, I just said I just got done homeschooling. I'm almost done homeschooling all my kids for the afternoon. But I've also been up since four working. Like my days are just bam, 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 right on top of yes. each other. I don't have time for a business that is difficult and pulling my hair out. And I don't have time for that. And neither do you. And I'm assuming no one else really does, but why, why do we sign up for complication? I don't know. So that like, I'll, I will preach this until my face is red. We don't need to overcomplicate stuff. Like stop doing that. There's no point in it.
0: Oh, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And so with the women that you help, the coaches that you help, are you helping women that are just like just starting? Maybe they're somewhere in the middle, six figures, like where are they at in their journey and how do you help them?
1: uncomplicate what they've done. (laughs) So most of the time, the girls who come to me are just starting and they'll maybe have a social media presence. Maybe they'll have a website. Sometimes they just have like a dream and they say, Hey, I resonate with your lifestyle, your values. Can I, can you help me? Sure. And then I help coaches who have started and who have overcomplicated everything. And they need somebody on, from the outside to be like, what did you just do here? Like when you walk into yeah. your daughter's room and you're like, what just happened? <laughs> we oh need my to gosh. Clean every day. <laughs> every day. That's that. those are kind of the two main groups of women that are attracted to my methods And they're only attracted to my methods because they see what I do online. They don't see me posting five stories on Instagram every hour, updating them on all the things I'm doing. I haven't posted yet today because I haven't had time to
0: because I'm busy
1: doing other things, but I will, I will post. I always do. But, and they see like, she only posts once a day. She only does this. She only puts out a podcast when she feels like it. She only launches when she feels like it. But yet like Ooh. she's killing it. How is she doing that? And so they want in on the backs back end and to see mm-hmm. like, what are you doing? And that's who I help. This is so
0: interesting because I think for a lot of coaches, what I've found is this pull of like have to's and shoulds, and you know, what's like you said, I only put out a podcast when I feel like it. So there's no schedule. I'm assuming it's not like every week. How do you get past that thought of like, my audience needs to hear from me on a regular basis to be successful?
1: Because if I, I will only put out a podcast episode when I feel like this deserves me sitting at my desk and using my bullhorn. And I know that when I use my bullhorn, they will listen they don't need me every week to come into their podcast feed. I have hundreds of episodes that they can go listen to. Like they're not lacking anything. If they want to know what I'm doing every day, they know my brand well enough where they can come over to Instagram and, and get it like up to date with what's happening today. Yeah. But I have been in the place where I was recording podcast episodes months out. I had people come on, I had interviews booked for 12 months out and I, It all of a sudden just came crashing down on me where I was like, I don't want to do this. And it it Mm -hmm. I remember it's Christmas break 2021 or 2020. I was looking in my new planner from um Laura Casey. And I was like, I'm already flipping to the end of this planner and putting appointments down, and I haven't even, it's not even cracked open yet. Yeah. And it's just like, what what? like, what have I created here? And I, that was Mm -hmm. like the, the beginning of the new up leveling of simplifying my business to what it is now, because Mm -hmm. that sounds all fun to somebody who's just starting having a full calendar full of all these things. But then I have three little people staring at me like, Hey, let's play this. And let's, can you teach me how to read? And like, I, those are more important. Right. So that comes from, you know, experience and, and looking at what's up ahead and long-term vision goggles on. I always say, and that's kind of how I run everything.
0: That's amazing. So I feel like that makes sense, right? If you've been in for a long time, you have tons of content, you have, your suite is built. You have tons of episodes that people can always listen to, but what if you're brand new? Do they need to hustle?
1: No, I don't like that word hustle (laughs) I, I always like, I always, dis, I, I'm always like shattering everyone's bubble that they put in front of me. Like, do you do this? Nope. I don't do that. Hustle is okay. What, what is your definition of hustle? For me, when I think of hustle, I think of, uh, working on my business all the time, like having my laptop mm-hmm. with me and you know, like that would just be a nightmare, right? Like I can't yes. give a hundred percent to my business that much. Like I have to give a hundred percent to human beings down downstairs. So I'm not going to make them ever feel like they come in second place because they don't. That's a fact. So my business, the hustle, I think you should work hard on your business, but I don't think you Mm -hmm. should hustle. Does that make sense? Like there's,
0: I agree. Like it's the grind versus the hustle Mm
1: -hmm. and putting
0: in that very intentional time versus a lot of time sometimes doing nothing or just like being mm-hmm. at the computer because it feels like, oh, I'm busy. So I
1: must be doing something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not clocking in hours for anybody, but somehow we think, oh, I'm hustling. I have the coffee cup that says I'm hustling and the cute yeah. shirt. <laughs> but like, what but what are you actually doing and accomplishing in that time? It's probably not as high quality as it would be if you had an hour today to get a landing page done, you yes. would get so much more done.
0: Oh my gosh, yes. And I tell my students that too. And for me, homeschooling, having my children at home for you the same. Um, I set up days, two days a week that I take meetings, I do work the other three days a week, I'm just being a mom. And so I do have a set schedule like that. Or do you just kind of go with the flow every week?
1: No, I only work with clients on Thursdays and Saturdays. Um, If I, you know, do podcast interviews, it's after 3 p.m. Central because I those hours in the afternoon are our homeschool times. That's just what we do. And Yeah. yeah, no, I don't. I don't, I don't wiggle. I used to wiggle and waver and like, well, I'll try to fit your schedule. And then it was like, okay, okay I got to hurry up and get this done. Cause I got to go on this on someone else's time. And it's like, what am I doing here? Am I really honoring yes. my time? I'm not. So no, I have a very tight schedule, but it works really well. It has for years.
0: Same. I'm the exact same way too, because I'm a firm believer that that tight schedule allows for more white space and more freedom in the end. And so I absolutely love that as well. Tell me a little bit more about checking boxes in your business. Like everyone thinks there's boxes to be checked and they have to check them all in a day and a week and a month to be successful. So, how do you break that addiction of checking boxes, but feeling like I can still be successful without it?
1: I mean, I'm the person who I still do this. If I, for example, today I created a landing page for Mm -hmm. a challenge that's coming up and I was like, oh, I didn't have this in my planner or in Asana. Maybe I should write it down in there so I can check off the box. Like it's an addiction that, (laughs) and I get that because it's like a, it's a dopamine hit. Like I accomplished something and no one else really cares that I did this except me. So if I write it. it and check it, then it feels good. Yeah, And you know, this is like the first year, like I'm looking down at my planner. This is the first year in probably de- decades. Cause I've had a planner since I was 10 that wow. I haven't been really on track with filling in my planner. And I'm yeah. really proud of that because I used to be so like, that was like my Bible. Like I, this is what I'm doing. And this is what yes. I have done. Like I, I haven't even written in it in September yet because I'm, I'm kind of just doing my own thing right now. Like it's fine. Yeah. Like no one's no one cares. Literally. When, no one. Yes. Literally. So when we're so addicted to checking the boxes for the sake of being productive, does that really mean anything? It doesn't. It means you're yeah. addicted to just doing stuff like sitting behind the screen and, you know, going on these launch cycles and podcasts, whatever it is. Yeah. It drains you. And I did a podcast episode last year around this time about things I stopped doing in my business because I just didn't love them anymore. And I refer people to this episode all of the time. For example, this one girl I have been speaking back and forth with on Instagram for quite a while. And I could tell she was just really burnt out with doing the same things over and over, checking the boxes, writing the blog posts, blah, 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 making, making the donuts, doing the same thing all the time. And I said, go listen to this episode because it's going to, you're going to get my feelings of when I was in this and I, it'll explain yeah. it to you more than I can right now. Cause I'm out of it. So yeah. she did. And she never like, let me know. She listened to it, but I just started to see her change online. Like more, she seemed more alive. She seemed more in charge of what she was doing. And I yeah. would see her saying like, just to let you guys know, I'm not doing this anymore. And here's what I'm doing. Like, she was more like, this is what we're doing. Like leave, she had such a leadership role to her. And I thought she, I know she listened to that episode. I know she did here a couple of weeks after that. She tagged me in a story because she shared with her audience, she listened to this episode and it completely changed her life and her business. And then she had members come into her, her new membership. And then she was bringing in new clients and she was in such a hard spot for so long. I was watching her and talking with her. And it was just so neat to see like, that is why I went through that. That's why, because I could create this episode just to help her and whoever else go through those times Because we're all going to hit those times. Whenever I always think of going up staircase, we're always up leveling all the time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when we get to the way top of the stairs, before we get to the next level, we're tired because we've just climbed a whole flight. There's so many flights. Mm -hmm. We're tired. Our muscles are tired. We're, we're more exhausted than we were when we started. And that is a, that's, you have a choice. You can stay. Or you can use those muscles that you worked so hard to build to go up to to move. Like if that's your choice and it's gonna be tough, but that there's so much goodness on the other side.
0: Oh, absolutely. And this is funny you said this because I just wrote a post on this last week about things I also stopped doing in my business and (laughs) had become more successful. And one of them was buying and writing in planners and journals, because like you said, I used to live by them. Like I just, that was like my life. And then I got to this point of like, who cares? Like, I'm just going to go with the flow kind of, (laughs) right? Like I have a schedule on my Google calendar, but other than that, like I'm just out here living life. And it has been massive transformation of more just like doing and less like tasking and writing mm-hmm. and thinking, um, which also kind of brings me to our next topic. I want to a little bit shift gears here. It's kind of in alignment, but consuming over creating. Like I know as a coach, you see this all the time. How, I guess, what would your advice be for getting out of consuming and into creation mode? Because I would assume, you said you haven't posted today, you're homeschooling your kids all day. You don't have even time, I would assume
1: to Mm -hmm. consume. No. But do you
0: feel a pull of like, I should be consuming to see what people are doing
1: or engaging? Yeah. So I I believe consuming is really important because we should be learning all the time. So I don't consume while I'm taking action, but I will consume while I'm getting ready for the day. Like after I'm done working out, when I'm getting ready, after I'm showered, I'm going to listen to something that's going to like fill my cup education wise, cause I believe in yep. education. So that's what I do. It's not in my realm right now to sit and take a course. Like I just don't have yeah. time for that right now. Like I will listen to you. I will read when I can, but this is how mm-hmm. I consume information. Yep. The problem with everyone, you know, especially when you're just starting, you're such a sponge and you're like, I need to learn everything. <laughs> I yes. get that. But the problem is, is you're a full consumer and you're not creating anything. You're just like taking in probably conflicting information, probably outdated yes. information. And you're just like bombarding yourself with all of these things. Yep. And there's a danger in that because you're going to get really comfortable doing that because no one can judge you. No one can reject you. No one can say, oh, no, that's not for me because no one sees what you're doing. Nobody cares. Again, nobody yep. cares. Yeah. So you if can't you fail. can stay there. Because you're sitting, taking a course, you're telling your husband or your family, like, oh, I'm, you know, working on my business and you're just <laughs> taking notes like a happy little student, but you're mm-hmm. not taking on that leadership role at all because it's new and it's kind of scary because, you know, people might not like it or they might reject you. So no, 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 nothing moves forward in your business because you're not moving. You're just sitting yes. there being a student. That's dangerous because how are you going to help anybody If you're like, yeah, hold on a second, I need to learn how to run an online business. Why don't you just like pick a day and learn on Tuesdays or in the mornings and then shut it off and take action?
0: Absolutely. And I think, like you said, it does become like this habit of being behind the scenes and like being hidden and it feels comfortable and it feels safe versus like getting out of your shell and doing those scary things and putting yourself out there and like, oh my gosh, what if people see me fail or not be good enough. And I know you've also talked about like working with introverts, right? Like, so for introverts too, I think that it's also like being behind the scenes is very comfortable. So mm-hmm. as a coach, you really can't, right? You have to be out there. You have to build this personal brand. You have to engage with people, show yourself. How mm-hmm. do you do that while being an introvert, while the fear's there, feeling new, feeling like you have no idea what's going on?
1: How do you mm-hmm. put yourself out there? Well, I like I'm the queen of introverts and I didn't know what an introvert was until I was like, Am I weird? Like Googling, yes. I don't like to do all these things. And like, oh, there is a title for this. Interesting. Yeah. And so, but I realized, you know, I've been working at home for almost 18 years. And I I really believe that online business is such a perfect thing for an introvert because they get to operate in their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And but I also don't want you to be like, I'm an introvert. So I don't do this. And I don't do that. Like peel off all those, those labels slash excuses that you're Mm -hmm. using to do something with your life and do something like you're an introvert there, whatever you have introverted tendencies. Also, you can like grab this little rectangle thing and and create a really successful business with it too. So what are you going to do with it? Are you going to just go with your label or are you going to do something, you know, with your life? I think introverts have such a unique quality to them that they kind of just don't even notice about we're really comfortable. It sounds it sounds weird like being comfortable with a leadership role an in introvert. Mm-hmm. I'm only comfortable in a leadership role. I am not comfortable as a follower. Like I need to be in a leadership role to be comfortable because then it's, Mm -hmm. I have control because we also really like to have control, right? That makes us feel comfortable. (laughs) So look at it that way. You are a leader. You are a coach. You are leading students and clients and members and customers. That feels good for me. I am more comfortable when I am putting myself out there now than when I have to work in the back end of my business. Like today, when I was creating a landing page, I'm like, I need to get this out here and talk about it. Like I let me finish this. Like I need to talk about this. You're going to kind of transition into that where it's more comfortable for you to be growing because it's going to make you feel like you're, you're just more embodying that leadership role, which I, I believe, and you can argue with this with me, Introverts are really good leaders because yeah. they're comfortable being there.
0: Absolutely. And I think too. So, I love what you said like pretty much not using it as a crutch, like knowing that's who you are but using it more of like your power versus a crutch of like this is who I am and I can't succeed. But also, too, like I am super introverted. People have no idea because online I'm like very extroverted, but I have to like balance my energy. Like I'm a extreme homebody. I don't want mm-hmm. like to leave my house. I'm not very social outside of my home. Um, it's just like not in my nature. I like to be alone. Um, but again, I think like being able to use that confidence of like being the leader, showing up for your business, doing what you love, being in control. And then also like you get to do it at the comfort of your home. Like
1: mm-hmm. you,
0: no one really, no, no one's like going to jump out of the computer screen and grab you. <laughs>
1: <Thank> <laughs> exactly. God. Yes. As for now, that's not a thing. Right. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so you, yeah. yeah, go ahead. I, I, I'm not a social person either, but I, you, I always joke when I run into people in town, they'll say, I never see you. And I say, well, if I'm not, if you don't see me at church, the post office, or the grocery store, then you're just kind of out of luck here because that's where I'm the most comfortable. And I have a leadership role in my church too. And I'd rather be that than the person sitting there listening to the leader. That's just what I prefer. And I think once you find your groove, people notice that about you and they'll place you in places where you're needed in, in, in life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I know that you have the Confident Coaches Club. Is that your membership?
1: Yes, the Confident Coach Club it's been it's over three years old. It's a place where I drop in new ways for you to grow your coaching business every month. It's my low ticket membership. It's one of the biggest ways I simplified my business was by knocking down the price from twenty two bucks a month to five dollars, which was like super scary to do. Wow. Um, but it's one of my favorite things to run, yeah.
0: That's so cool. And so I assume you help coaches become confident, right? In their business. So, um, tell everyone where they can find you, what you have going on, where they can buy from you. I know you have like a fun suite, like you said, something for everyone, like $7 Mm -hmm. courses. We also do something a little bit similar. So tell everyone all the places they can find you, buy from you, all the things.
1: Super easy. Just go to lindsaymaloney.com and you can go shop my digital product suite. I have stuff from $5 all the way up. I also work privately with clients on an application basis. I have three packages to choose from and I have a signature program that's been alive for five years that I just redid, it's releasing soon as a completely remastered program. I'm so excited about it. That's Standout Coaching Academy. If you've never heard of that, that takes like, if I could copy and paste my entire journey from 2015 all the way to now, how I've built and grown to where I am, it's all in one curriculum for everybody to soak in. And that's kind of what I'm known for, yeah.
0: I love it. It will all be linked below in the show notes. You guys can go check her out follow her on socials, go shop her her store and all her things, check out her new program. And again, thank you so much for being here today. This was great.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. And to all of our listeners, we will chat with you on the next episode.